Yo, we just made smartphones through the internet So we can stimulate brains with intellect We explode on the scene with the current street news And let niggas have it when we drop reviews Atomic, it's the power we cast Hard work, no play, we bomb that ass E-friend, that's my nigga, man, last name Guzman, Santa Vita, Kenny, yo, break them on son It's I-R-S-M-M-D Complete figure fools like Ric Flair, G Live from Times Square through the airways free We don't think twice about an interview, E We save many lives with the job we do like Superman, bitch, we unstoppable Don't try to imitate, it's impossible Cause you will never overcome that obstacle Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper East Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am Ephraim Guzman, along with my co-host today, Michael Young. Michael, how you doing today? Hanging in there, man. Just dealing with this New York crazy heat. It's sweaty. It's muggy. You know, it makes you kind of wish you could walk around like Adam from the Bible. You know, because it's that hot. You know, man, LA just got hot, so now it's, you know, now it's, got the AC on. For a minute, it was like, ah, oh, it was going to be kind of, kind of mild, but yeah, he came with it, so. So, but what's the, what, what, everybody else. What's, what's the typical LA heat? Because LA heat and New York heat is totally different. So, how's like the LA heat out there? Yeah, it's different because since I'm from Richmond, Virginia, so I'm used to like a lot of humidity and like the craziness. Like, over here, it's just a dry heat. So, like, a lot of the times, when the sun is gone, the heat is gone. But, lately, we've had, like, a little humidity. I wouldn't say it's, like, the East Coast humidity, but there has been some. So, the people on the news are always like, oh, it's so cute. And I'm like, man, there's humidity, but trust me, y'all don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's definitely heat up, and it's more of a, right now we got some humidity, but normally it's like a dry heat where it's like, like the sun is gone, the heat is gone, so we don't get those East Coast hot summer nights. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, when it gets hot in the East Coast, it gets really hot. Just like when it gets really cold, it gets really cold. But thank God for public transportation, something L.A. is really scarce on. Yeah, yeah. One good thing is actually, like, right over here in my block, they're uh, working on the, uh, like, the rail that's going to run from the beach all the way downtown. So that'll help, like, connect some people with, like, the other, I guess, regular rail that runs, like, north and south. And... The, the bus system, I'll say this, for L.A., the bus system actually isn't that bad. The only thing is, it's on the street with all the other cars. <laughs> so it's like, it's not helping get rid of any, like, street traffic. Um, and, like, the subway isn't as extensive as New York, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys, y'all, subway goes everywhere. But over here, it's, like, sort of kind of, like, from downtown to like Hollywood or something like that. It's not, it's not even expensive. If it was, it would be sweet, but nah. <laughs> I know, that's the, that's the thing about New York, man. You definitely do not need a car. and You can take the train. Thank God for ACs. Like, you go outside for a minute, it gets hot. You go to the train, you got AC. You know, you go upstairs, you get hot. You go into the building, you get AC. So, you know, that's almost like a happy medium there going. So, yeah, man. Imagine, imagine if public transportation did not have AC. Oh, man. There'll be a lot of angry New Yorkers, man. 
And let me tell you something, especially in the trains, you got a lot of homeless people. So then, you know, you got homeless people either begging for money or you got, um, you know, kids dancing, doing breakdancing on the train and stuff like that. So you have entertainment, but when you have entertainment like that and there's no AC on the train, oh, man, all hell better, all hell's going to break loose, you know? Yeah, that's a whole other level of just anger. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Today is going to be our Batman review of Marvel. Marvel, I think this is the last film in Phase 2 or the beginning of Phase 3. I, I don't know what to call it. I think it's the beginning of Phase 3. Am I right? It's the last film of Phase 2, but in a way, it's like a, a opening to Phase 3. Hold on, we're doing spoilers, right? Because yeah, of course. I assume that everybody that wants to see this movie has seen it. And if you haven't, they'll probably go out like this Yes, there's going to be a ton of spoilers. I know, there's people that hate on it, but you know, first of all, let me just say there's going to be tons of spoilers, but um, let's just get right down to Ant-Man film. Um, Ant-Man, the movie itself, was, I thought, personally, when I seen it, phenomenal. I already had bad expectations going into it, because that's the mistake I have. I listen to other people before I take the judgment for myself, so I was like, oh man, the critics hate it, or different people are hating it. I was like, you know what, that's the thing I, I hate. Like, I go, in, I go into it hearing what other people are saying about it, and I, I don't draw my own conclusion, but this time i was like you know what i'm gonna draw my own conclusion about this so i went in with an open mind and let me just tell you i was just blown away with this movie it was phenomenal how about you what, what, what's your take on it mike yeah man like i, I saw i heard i want to say i saw like two reviews come in and it was just you know giving marvel love just because you know this movie it can't be that good i'll be honest after seeing it um like, I laughed. Um, I had a great time with the action. I'll be honest, for, for the standalone films, I put this... I'd say Captain America 2 was probably my favorite standalone film, and then Iron Man and Ant-Man is tied for two. That's how much I like this. Like, I was... Because when I heard the review, I was like, it's not that good. They're just fun. This is Marvel. They're just trying to get the props. And I'll be honest, man, I enjoyed it. From yeah, I know. I was, you know, I, was like, I had like first of all, like I just saw Paul Rudd. I'm like, you know what? The I got introduced to Paul Rudd by watching the Hall Halloween, the Curse of Michael, you know, the, the the Curse of Michael Myers, and he was like the main wow. lead in that. That's why I first introduced to Paul Rudd before all the comedy stuff. Like, you know, I knew he could hold his own, but him as an action star, I was like, as a superhero star, he blew me away. Like, you know, like like the whole movie basically is the origin of Hank Pym, but also the origin of Scott Lang combined together. So like the whole the whole setup, the way they did everything from like the back in the days, how we all thought Captain America was the only superhero, but come to fact, there was another superhero named Ant-Man, and also that superhero scenario was kind of kept under wraps when we got exposed to it, like the whole backstory of Hank Pym. What do you thought about Michael Douglas and the CGI Michael Douglas and how they made him look like young Wall Street, you know, when they did like the flashback in the first <laughs> beginning of the movie? Man, Michael, the only thing I don't like is that in the credits, at the end, they put and Michael Douglas. I'm like, yo, Michael Douglas was like an anchor in this film. Yeah. I'm like, why y'all saying and 
Michael Douglas like at the afterthought. Michael Douglas was like a large part of the film, and he was great. And I think that's something that Marvel is actually doing. Like if you look at uh, Cat Two, you got Marvel Reference, and now here you got Michael Douglas like holding down, like really, like just knocking it out of the park. I mean, as a father figure, as a kind of like guilt-ridden guy, as a man who's ready to pass the torch, as someone who wants to kind of like right his wrongs. I mean, he really embodies all of that, and it makes and he makes it uh you know just believable and relatable. And it's, he does it over and he just brings it. And I was very, you know, impressed with the way they kind of did a sort of origin, sort of passing the torch story, but it wasn't your, it wasn't our, um, how should we say, like, average origin story, which I was happy about because I'm pretty sure everyone is tired of origin stories. So, you know, it was... His performance was blew me away. I was I was happy to see him on screen. He killed it from the first scene. You believed him. Uh, you believed the world that they were in. Um, it, it was great. It was great to see uh, my girl Peggy Carter getting some love. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Hashtag don't tell my girl. Got a baby crush on Peggy Carter. But don't be telling nobody. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I know how Halle Atwell was amazing in that. Also, you know what I say? The thing about Marvel Origins, you know, if that origin sort of reminded me of the Incredible Hulk origin because it was pretty much quick and it was to the point. Like, you know, they didn't, yeah, they didn't beat your head about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll do a two-hour origin movie. It's, it was almost like I could relate it to the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk was like a, what, like a minute or two origin? This one was like, like, I guess five minutes in that scene. Just the scene alone, you pretty much knew, all right, um, he works for S.H.I.E.L.D., he's upset with S.H.I.E.L.D., and you've seen everything that happened with it, and you know he just went in his own direction, though. But like the casting, also getting the original, the, the second Howard Stark from Iron Man Two was kind of kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Because like it almost gives it, you know, that old feel to it. Because they didn't get Dominic Cooper, and you know the way they did the makeup on Halle Atwell, and then the gray hairs for you know for pe- her character Peggy Carter, thought it was great. And you know they were in the Truscalin when it was a, you know. I think I think that was the Truscalin, right? The Shield headquarters from Winter Soldier. Yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's what. Yeah, it was. It was really cool seeing that, and then you know, like you know, the whole Rogues Gallery cool, you know, the crew like um, Michael Pena, um, Ti, um, um, the other actors that were in it, I. The name is slipping me by, but like the whole cast, Judy Greer, who gets a lot of props because she's been in every sing- every movie she's so far she's been in Jurassic Park, you know, The Village. She was in this movie. She's, she's definitely been in a gang of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I, man, there's so, there's so many people that you could have picked. I guess let's just talk about the actors because we're talking about Michael Douglas. All right, plus the actors, everybody came correct. Like, nobody was whacked. In the film where they were like overacting, I mean, you had Paul and Michael Douglas. We covered those guys. They were believable, great act. Well, uh, Paul Rudd became like this hero. That in my mind, I'm like a forty-year-old virgin. Thing. Like, I mean, and you can't save nobody, but you know, he came through. He was believable. A guy you mean, uh, Lily? She always does her thing. So, like, you know, I wasn't surprised, but I was definitely hyped to see her because it kind of like added. Like, you know, some more star power, some more uh, credibility to the cast. But, uh, 
I'll be honest, out of everybody who I'm favorite is my boy Michael Pena. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him in a movie, he's good, but in this movie, it was like on a whole other level. Like, there's so many scenes where you're like, this dude is hilarious. And he was like, I want a friend like that. Like, I want to hang out with this dude. <laughs> like, this character, I think it was Lewis. Um, it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I want to hang out with Lewis. Because that dude is hilarious. Like, I, I was just so, so proud of, you know, like, each actor just coming with it and not overacting in a film where there's so much comedy. I think it would really be easy for someone to overact in it. And um, even, uh, even, uh, my boy, uh, dang, I'm trying to say, uh, Darren Cross, the guy, uh, Corey Stoll. Stoll, yeah. The guy, yeah, the guy who's on, he's on the strain, he's on, well, he was on House of Cards, but he will not be on it anymore. But, <laughs> 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 he's on the strain, he came through, um, the guy, uh, that played the boyfriend of, uh, but like the new husband for Judy Greer's character, um, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He usually plays like that type of character, but I mean, he turned around, have a little heart in him. So like, I was man, I, I was really blown away. It was great to see Avon Barksdale on the scene. <laughs> yeah, what Harris was in there, so it was dope, man. Everybody, everybody came to play, and I truly enjoyed it. I'm. I'm going to go see it again, probably sometime this week, any day. Oh, today too? You're going to watch it again? Yeah, I might, I might go see it today, because it's, I know I'm going to see it again, I just don't know when, but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, the whole storyline, too, was cool. And you know what I'm saying? It was simplistic. Like, you didn't really necessarily need to see every single Marvel movie to watch Ant-Man, but there's a lot of good yeah. Easter eggs in that movie that, you know, when you see it, you're like, ah, okay, this makes sense, this makes sense. So, you know, uh-huh. you know, it's like the Scott Lang story, I don't know, this whole story reminded me of, like, Rocky, you know what I'm saying? It was like, Scott Lang is out of his luck, he comes out of jail, his boy, um, Lewis wants him to do one more heist, he doesn't want to do it, he goes, the whole Basket Robbins scene was hilarious, him working at Basket oh, Robbins. Man. Right? That was... <laughs> Yeah, I still had to find you. <laughs> like, and then he was like, on the way out, you can have a drink. <laughs> he like, gave him a Slurpee or something like that. I'm like, really, though? <laughs> but, but yeah, man, it, like, see, you had a situation where this movie didn't have to rely on, like, I have, I guess the whole, like, Avengers thing where, kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you look at the TV show, and I know it's not a comparison, but in the TV show, they have to, like, drop, like, hints of this is, don't forget, we're part of the movies, but they have to drop, like, hints for that, like, in every episode. They have to, like, mention something in every episode. And yes, this movie, and man, does have a scene where it's kind of like a big reference to, you know, Avengers, where he goes and has to get that, uh, whatever, that power machine is or whatever it is they got to steal from the Avengers uh, base or whatever. Yeah. But it's not a situation with movies like constantly like reference, reference, reference over and over, you know, to try to bring credibility. It's just like, yo, we're going to make a good movie and then we're going to have a cool scene where you have to go get some stuff. And the funny thing is when he shows up on the scene at the Avengers, I guess, new headquarters, 
Dramas like that, like those, like court scenes, child support, stepdaddy scenes, like in movies, always like you know, kind of like bugs me out and shit. But um, this, this I'm saying, it, it worked though. You know what I'm saying? You know, I believed it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's hard like to find, you know, having a, you know, I always look at little things like that, even for a superhero movie, find it believable where a father and a stepfather could get along. But you could tell that, you know what I'm saying? Like he he was real protective of, you know, his stepdaughter, you know what I'm saying, but he was trying to look out for her too, and then, you know, basically, he, he's he's the head of household, but, you know, Scott Lang has a good heart, and, you know, it's like, his daughter knew how her father was, how how he is, I should say, and then, you know, like, especially him giving her, giving her the, you know, the little, little rabbit that was, like, kind of effed up, and it was, like, all dirty and everything, like, you know, it was, it was coming from her dad, so she loved it, you know, little things like that, you know was cool and then like the whole crew like michael pena is lewis and ti and everybody it was it was it was it was cool that 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 whole little um ragtag gang and i just like it because you know what what's the words that people like to say urban so it was like you know he had his own you know like urban crew that he knew you know what I'm saying even though those were lewis friends like you know it, it was more like relatable because everybody knows minorities if you're a minority and you live like in the inner city, I don't, I, I wouldn't say they were in the inner city, but, you know, it was, I don't know, I just found it relatable, what do you think about that, because, you know, seeing minorities in movies, especially in a Marvel big-budgeted superhero movie, you know, it wasn't like a token yeah, black, it wasn't like a token black yeah. guy, like a roadie or a falcon, you know? Yeah, it's actually, now that you said it, I'm trying to think, this, this film might be the most diverse Marvel film, yeah. you got two I guess with a little girl, you could say you got three women that actually get a decent amount of screen time. I mean, eventually, really gets the most of them. But you get three women that, you know, actually have names. They actually, like, come up in the credits. Not like, like, grocery store lady number two. Yeah. 
Everybody's been in a situation like that, you know. I don't. I doubt everybody, but you know, what I'm saying, you know, like, you know, you can picture yourself in a situation yeah. like that, or like, you know, oh shit, the cops are coming, you know, back it up, you know. Like, Less guilty if the rap music is up. We put it a little bit down, or you listen to some hip hop or something. You know, lucky is not is lucky that we're playing Ice Cube, fuck the police, or anything like that. You know. I think the most funniest moment in the film, I think it had to be the whole tagline of the whole movie. I know a guy. You know, I know a guy who knows a guy oh, who knows yeah. a guy. I think that's the funniest thing. Oh, when he's, oh, when he's telling the story. Yep. You know? And then, you know, oh, Michael... Michael yeah, Michael Pena's talking, and then they're talking... You know, he's, he's talking, and then when the other actors are talking, it's, you know, you hear Michael Pena's <laughs> voice describing the whole situation, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, man, like, you got the 
act, all right, so the funky stuff, all right, cool. So we have the action stuff, which, even when he's training, when you're teaching him about the different ends, like, it's just cool. It doesn't seem like draining. Like, um, I, I'll say this. This is a movie that I like, even though I think the whole training part of the movie is kind of draining. The first Matrix. You know the part when they spend, like, gag, what, like 40 minutes telling you what the Matrix is? Yeah. They don't do all that in Ant-Man. And Ant-Man are like, cool. Alright, you already have to see. Because technically, he's sort of kind of like, still tested it, you know, we stole it. So now he's like, alright, cool, got to see. This is kind of how it looks. Here's some bugs. You know, talk to the bugs. Yeah, talk about that. The 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 after credit scenes. I think we're the best after credit scenes so far, by bar none. Yeah, we get to we get to find out that we're gonna get some lost in the future. Yeah, and we finally found out they dropped like a little statement about like they didn't really say anything like too in depth, but they did make a statement about like Tommy not being someone that they can go to. Uh, I mean, sorry, they, for the people listening, sorry. They are uh, meeting Falcon and Captain America. Yeah. Like, they did make it, uh, when they, when they found, um, dang, what's his name? The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, when they found Bucky. Yeah, uh, yeah. They did make a statement about not being able to go to Tony, uh, about it. Yeah. Um, so, that was pretty cool. But then he was like, I think I got a guy. Yeah, he, no, I think he said, um, I know a guy. You know, just like the, like, oh, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep. The, how so, the, that was cool. Spider-Man where it's like, yo, I'm kind of, yo, I'm kind of, 
know, this is cool being strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's cool being able to do all this stuff. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm definitely, after those credit scenes, after those same credit scenes, I'm definitely, I know it sounds weird, but I'm excited to see more Ant-Man. Yeah, I know. I know. Dare I say, I liked Ant Man a little bit more than Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, so I know Guardians of the Galaxy is a phenomenal movie, but I don't know. I, I found Ant Man easily to understand, easily relatable. Yeah. There's no MacGuffin in the movie. There's no Tesseract. There's no other yeah. you know Infinity Gauntlet things. You know, because the Avengers yeah. saved the world. This one was just like they said, what it is—a heist movie—and I think it was a really good heist movie. had their little shine moments. Uh, to me, I don't, I like the Ant-Man-Falcon fight scene. Well, I don't know if you want to necessarily call it a fight, but, you know, you definitely see how Ant-Man could relate fighting superheroes or, you know, you could see it in the future how if he could fight supervillains, his power is just phenomenal. Like, you know, what, 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 what can you do with shrinking powers? And him talking with ants, especially the little Ant Anthony that he was flying on, you know? You know, like his whole... Like, like Especially, especially the um. I just remember now the the tank keychain that he had, which was actually a tank. Yeah, that was, that was dope. Yeah, 
Like he could, he could, he could like collect every single car, put them as keychains, and then have a car for like every day of the week, and just you know, easy to put them away, easy storage, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that was dope too because I just wondered, like, they keep showing, like, they kept showing keychains, and like, you know, of course, when they're doing no shadowing like that, you know, something's gonna be important. But I thought he was gonna have like, you know, kind of like the magic bullet in there, and I mean, that's a way to get it, okay? But. You know, I thought it was gonna be something like, you know, one maybe like one last one last shrink bow for himself or something. I don't, I don't know. But I was like, why do they keep showing the keychain so much? And we got it. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. <laughs> it was definitely cool. Anyway, we showed him the keychain. And that that was definitely cool. That was super cool. Yeah. Uh, and then also to see like the loss in uh Darren Cross's face when they pretty much, I guess, imploded uh, his, his, whole, uh, his whole compound on the office. Like, you can see the anger and, and like, the hate rise in his face. Like, you, like, you knew it was on. Yeah. Like, you knew it was on. <laughs> and, like, I mean, they, the cool thing about this house is that they fought everywhere. Like, they fought in a briefing. Alright, so out of one to five bombshells, what do you rank it? Um, I give it, I think, I, I don't give it four and a half, I give it four, the only reason I leave one bombshell out is because it was too short of a movie, like, everything just got wrapped up like a little bow, but, you know, I thought the movie could have went longer, um, um, I, I think I could have seen more of, like, I guess the backstory of Scott Lang, you know, like, I wish I would have done a flashback of the whole Vista thing, and seeing how he robbed that, you know, so I would have, like, because the way he was doing it. We did jump in, we did jump in, like, right when yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like he's the scene that the things he was doing was like a MacGyver. He was like a wizardry of robbing things. I would have loved to see like a whole like backstories and stuff to that. You know, they had viral videos out there with Christine Everhart and you know her doing the news while Scott Lang is in jail. But I'm saying those, those are little complaints though. But I give it a four. I think it's right up there with Iron Man and Captain yeah, America. Huh? Oh, yeah, 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 it's definitely good. You know what I'm saying? I, I have no problem with it. I definitely want to see it again, so. I wouldn't mind catching that yeah. again. It was really good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm a quality show. I, I can't. I'm so glad that I was wrong about this movie. Yeah, I know. And that's we, how well I, that's how much I enjoyed it, because I was like, man, this is going to be Marvel's first bad movie, especially, you know, all of the. You know, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff with Edgar Wright leaving and, like, what seemed to be such a quick um, turnaround on the script. Even though he still gets... I want to say he still has, like, like, um, like writer credits. 
said you said it bit like you said it you just said it best like when, what you just said right now like the whole you know the whole movie itself um it's just it's just it's just great it's just i'm just pissed now because it's like we don't have any movies now till next year you know it just seems so far away well, we, we still well, we don't have any more marvel movies but we still got some fresh movies Definitely, it's gonna be phenomenal. Um, Mike, plug away your social media. Um. All right. Well, as always, online you can find me at one youngster, which is o n e y o u n g s t a dot com, and you can find me at one youngster on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, if you follow me now, I am still in full steam on my scribble jam, which is letter every day. I do new drawings for anybody who just happens to go by. And I paired up with some dope music that I like, you know what I'm saying? This week, uh, I know you and your boy, they hit me up because I've been like, I have like Rude on there, I use Young Z. Yeah. I've been, I've been, you know, throwing, throwing some old school jazz on there, it's pretty dope. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's just pretty much what you can tell me, just hanging out and doing cool stuff. 
Yeah, definitely. How much you got? Um, you can catch us on Twitter at, at the Atomic Podcast. At Twitter, you can catch me, Ephraim Guzman, on Facebook. You can catch Eve's the Canon Sanon, aka Ed Sanon, on Facebook. I just hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. And for the revolver, Michael Young. Have a good one, everybody. The Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news.